Our scripture lesson for this Sunday is from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter, as a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. He says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trodden underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel, but on a stand and let it give light to all those in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Think not that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until it is all accomplished. Well, dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, as I was reading these words, I kept thinking about how times change and culture changes because Jesus is proposing salt as being something really good. You are the salt of the earth. And if you lose your flavor, if you lose your saltiness, you become worthless. And yet in our culture, salt has become so pervasive (coughs) that we tend to not only take it for granted, but to see it not as a blessing, but as a curse. Go to a grocery store and just check anything on the aisles and you're going to find late salt or no salt. And this is considered to be a good thing. Or go outside at night and look up to see the Milky Way. You're not going to see it because the light from our communities tends to so blot out the darkness that most of the stars that when we were very young we could look up and see and wonder at, most of those stars are now obliterated. And when you do see a star, chances are not good, but possible that what you're really looking at is a satellite blinking away as it goes across the sky and gets in the way of any astronomers trying to find out what's happening. So things that we once thought were wonderful now become hindrances. But if we look at this passage to whom it was written, and written in the days of, of the first disciples, we find a very different meaning for, for these elements of salt and light. Because salt at that time was not really mined underground the way it so often is today, or evaporated from oceans the way it is today. But salt was really found under on the surface, mixed with other minerals. And instead of being pure, it was kind of gritty. And it was possible for the salt in those minerals to be actually dissolved to the point that they really didn't pr- provide any flavor to the food or any preservative benefit to the people who used it in those days before artificial refrigeration. So salt then was something very special. And Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. You're not just common people. You are following the will of God. You are becoming, you are to give flavor to the law, to the faith of the people. And you are the light of the world. You don't put your light in a bushel, under a bushel. You put the light on a stand. At the time that Jesus lived, at the time the disciples lived, it was customary for ordinary people to live in one room, which often they shared with their farm animals. And if you lit a lamp after dark, the light from that lamp would illuminate the entire house, which is basically one room. So Jesus is saying, if you, light a, if you light a lamp, you don't put it under cover. 
You let it shine so that the world can see. And that's what he's saying to us. He's saying, you've been blessed by God with the gospel. You've been blessed by God with the knowledge that your sins are forgiven. You've been blessed by God to go out and be a blessing to others. So do it. And that message, even though the salt and the light may have different inferences in today's world as they did in Jesus' world, the message to be the salt of the earth, to be the light of the world, stays with us. And we've been privileged to be part of that. Now he says, just don't be afraid of it. Go out and do it. And that is the good news. Thanks be to God. Now let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we do lift our prayers this morning for all who suffer, for the hungry and for the homeless, for the victims of wars around the world, for the victims of natural disasters. We pray for the sick and those, those hindered by depression and other illnesses. We pray for all those who suffer. Lord, we pray too for all those who help, for the police officers and firefighters and utility workers, for the teachers, for the farmers, for the merchants, for all those who give of their lives to help us. We pray for our president and for our governor, for all the men and women in our armed forces, and we pray for one another as we remember the words that you taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, thank you for watching this, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful and blessed week. Take God's blessing with you now. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of God's countenance upon you. May the Lord give each of you God's peace. Once again, thank you for watching. Once again, have a blessed week.